بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد عن جابر رضي الله تعالى عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن من أحبكم إلي وأقربكم مني مجلسا يوم القيامة أحاسنكم أخلاقا وإن أبغضكم إلي وأبعدكم مني يوم القيامة الثرثارون والمتشدقون والمتفهقون قالوا يا رسول الله قد علمنا الثرثارون والمتشدقون فما المتفهقون قال المتكبرون رواه الترمذي وقال حديث حسن الثرثار هو كثير الكلام تكلفا والمتشدق المتطاول على الناس بكلامه ويتكلم بملء فيه تفاسحا وتعظيما لكلامه والمتفهق اصله من الفحق وهو الامتلاء وهو الذي يملا فمه بالكلام ويتوسع فيه ويغرب به تكثرا وارتفاعا واظهارا للفضيله على غيره Jabir radiyallahu ta'ala narrates this is as we mentioned previously the last hadith in what is a very very important chapter in this kitab riyadh salihin the chapter which deals with the beautification or the perfection of one's akhlaq and character as was mentioned previously if you want to gauge the importance of something then we find this principle in dunya also and in deen that what is the price if you do something what will you get in return and obviously if you fail to do it what is the loss that is incurred this is forms a very important part of shariat what we call targhib wa tarheeb targhib means to give raghbat encouragement like we see in our jamaat the fazail kitab that is read fazail amal part of our daily ta'lim a very large part of that kitab is devoted to what we call targhib fazail virtues once a person understands the virtues of something then this creates within him an urge or a desire to fulfill and op- opposite of that is what we call targhib In other words, wa'id, the warnings, that if you fail to do something or if you carry out something that is contrary to shariat, then what is the harms that are, that are occurred? And this also creates a motivation in a person to abstain from something. If you miss your salah, this is the harm, this is Allah's azab. If you speak lies, if you engage in riba, if you are deceitful, these are the harms. So from this we gauge when we look at what the prize is and what the loss that is incurred if you fail to do something then you realize how important something is obviously if it is very important then the prize will be greater and what greater prize can there be then we find if you look at it's not coincidental that Imam Nawawi rahimahullah has chosen this particular hadith to conclude this chapter how important is akhlaq how important is it that i develop my akhlaq beautify my akhlaq become a beautiful human being 
How important is it that I incorporate the character traits of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam within me? What will Allah give me? This is what we find in this hadith. Jabir radiallahu ta'ala says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, You will become my beloved. Inna min ahabbikum ilayya. In fact, you will be the most beloved of all my companions and of all my ummat. Who is beloved? One is we love Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Who is beloved to Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, You will become the most beloved to me. Inna min ahabbikum ilayya. And not just beloved, muhabbat, love, true love. There is an important aspect of it which can never be separated. You always want to be close to those whom you love. This is natural. The more you love someone, the more time you want to spend with them, the more you want to be in their company, the more you want to be close to them. So Rasulullah says, The most beloved of you amongst me, وَأَقْرَبِكُمْ مِنِّي مَجْلِسًا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And the closest to me, you will be amongst my people, you will be in my court, you will be closest to me from everyone on the day of judgment. Ahasinukum akhlaqa is the one who has the best akhlaq amongst you. So what greater price can there be? What greater reward? And what greater motivation we can have that develop your akhlaq, develop your character, bring within us what the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu was. And as I mentioned previously, and I'm re- repeating it again, when we talk of the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, this is a broad chapter. In fact, if you look in ahadith, ulama say almost 70, 70, 80% of ahadith deals with akhlaq. 20, 25, 30% may be dealing with salah and with the regulations of salah and fasting and uh, and, and uh, Hajj, etc., or what we call ibadat. 60-70% of the ahadith of Rasulullah deal with this akhlaq, character. Control your anger, control your speech, control your temperament. Be courteous to people. Now, they say if you have to want to condense the akhlaq of Rasulullah because if we talk of 60-70% of ahadith, how many ahadith are there? And what a voluminous chapter that is going to be. So it has been akhla, it has been condensed into three things, which these three things actually represent a condensed form of the total akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And what are these three things? Silman qata, aatiman haramak, wa'fu amman dhalamak. Three things. Silman qata'ak. Join ties with the one who breaks off ties from you. Give the one who deprives you. And forgive the one who oppresses you. This, ulama say, is a condensed basic representation or kaleidoscope of the akhlaq of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi No matter how harsh they were to him, how much they wronged him, the more tolerant, the more patient, the more giving, the more kind, the more considerate Rasulullah sallallahu was. And believe me, my respected brothers, to achieve this is very, very difficult. It's not easy. This is harder than walking on nails. To smile at someone who is harsh at you, 
to from the heart forgive people who are against you, to make dua for them, to be compassionate towards them. This is not easy. this is very difficult. And that is why the return is so great. The Rasulullah says, you will be the most beloved to me on the day of judgment. And you will be the closest in, 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 in proximity to me on the day of judgment. The one who will have the best akhlaq. And then, as we mentioned, important part of Shariat, tarheeb. That if you fail to do something, what are the warnings? And before I translate the second part, Rasulullah we find ulama ikram mentioned, they say, if we ask ourselves when it comes to akhlaq, what is the most important part of akhlaq? Obviously, akhlaq is represented of many things, many aspects. One's anger, one's temperament, one's dealings with people, condition of one's heart, having patience, having tolerance, being compassionate, being kind, being careful in our speech, everything. A lot of aspects to akhlaq. But perhaps the most important part of akhlaq, ulama ikram say, husne akhlaq, husne kalam ke baghair na mumkin hai. They say that beautification of one's akhlaq and character without controlling one's speech is impossible. So if you look at all the limbs of the body that have to do with akhlaq and character, the most important limb is the tongue. Control the tongue. This is the essence of deen. And this is the essence of akhlaq. That is why Rasulullah when he speaks of the opposite of akhlaq, Nabi says, Inna abghadakum ilayya, the most hated person amongst you to me. Now what a harsh thing this is become the hated of Rasulullah What greater warning can there be? The word bulls in Arabic means means hatred. So Nabi Islam says, Inna abghadakum ilayya, the most hated to me. And obviously, human nature, when you hate someone, you dislike someone, you can't stand someone, then what? You don't want to be close to that person, you want to be far, as, far away from that person as possible. You don't want him in your sight also. So with this, Rasulullah says, the most hated amongst you, وَأَبْعَدَكُمْ And the furthest away from Rasulullah You will be nowhere near Nabi What greater warning can there be than that? So Nabi says, إِنَّ أَبْغَدَكُمْ إِلَيَّا وَأَبْعَدَكُمْ مِنِّي يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ Now obviously, his beloved and close to him, the best akhlaq furthest from him and most hated to him would be with the worst akhlaq. So the hadith should have been aswa'akum akhlaqa. The one with the worst akhlaq. But Nabi Islam doesn't say that. He doesn't say the worst akhlaq. Nabi Islam defines, defines vile akhlaq, not having good character, not having good morals, with three expressions that we find in this hadith. Atharun wal mutashaddiqun wal mutafayhiqun. He describes it with three expressions. And as the reason why I mentioned earlier, husne akhlaq, husne kalam ke baghair na mumkin hai. Beautiful akhlaq without controlling one's speech is impossible. The reason we mentioned that, my respected brothers, is that all three of these words by which Nabi Islam describes someone who is bereft of akhlaq, who is bankrupt, who is zero when it comes to akhlaq. 
And he says, this person is the most hated to me, the most distant from me. All three of these expressions have to do with speech. Atharun, wal mutashaddiqun, wal mutafayhiqun. And these expressions are not simple. They don't, they're not where we just make a simple English translation. These are very, very complex explanations attached to each of these expressions. We can gauge this from the reaction of Sahaba, where they said, Ya Rasulullah, that Unabi of Allah, Qad alimna tharun. We know what tharun means. Wal mutashaddiqun. And we know wal mutashaddiqun means. Famal mutafayhiqun. The third thing you have mentioned, Ya Rasulullah, is that someone who is mutafayhiq. So who, who is that? In other words, the first two we've understood, the third we don't understand. And as I said, all three are very largely attached to the way a person talks. Nabi Salaam described the third one which Sahaba said they didn't understand Al Mutakabbirun. In other words, he simplified it. It is an arrogant person, a person who is proud and lofty in his speech. In other words, simple English braggart. In other words, someone who tries to establish his so called superiority and authority over others in the way he talks. So in other words, before we go into the detail of what these expressions mean, the crux of the warning that is found in this hadith is that what is a person who is bankrupt in akhlaq, who is bereft of akhlaq, is that person who speaks articulately, he speaks eloquently, but what is the object? To show off his oratory skills or to impress his so-called superiority over others. So someone thinks, mashallah, I am an academic, I am very, very intelligent. Everybody else is inferior to me. And he tries to show this off in the way he speaks to people. Speaks with a twang. Uses big, big terms. Doesn't give anybody else a chance to speak. Speaks down to people uses complex words in his speech to try to impress people of his so-called intelligence. Unfortunately, today, when people do that, we think that he's an intelligent person. MashaAllah, look at me, what a, what a talk he gave, how he spoke. But what the hadith teaches us, Vizdasam says, this is a man who is bankrupt in akhlaq. He will be the furthest from me and the most hated to me on the day of judgment. Run out of time, inshallah, we'll continue.